This ASAP Media is brought to you by Black Iron Strength. Black Iron Strength manufactures the only commercial-grade adjustable dumbbells and has the patent on antimicrobial copper handles, which protects the user 24-7 from germs. BlackIronStrength.com This is Ed Sicali with Athletic Strength and Power Podcasts, and uh, I'm over on the east side of Cincinnati today with renowned sports orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Robert Berger, and he's joined us before. Dr. Berger, welcome back. Thank you, Ed. Good to be with you. And I was looking at the statistics the other day of the of our podcast at ASAP, Athletic Strength and Power, and your podcast just leaps out there, and it's always got like these incredible numbers. So somewhere out there, people are listening to it. Somebody. Well, I got maybe all my family's So you had a lot of good stuff to say, and I think it's... Uh, it's neat that we uh, could get back here. I've never been to this uh, operation that you got out east mm-hmm. here, the Cincinnati Sports Club. We've been in this office, ironically, for, we've been in this office six months, and ironically, back when I started practice in 1991, 1992, I practiced out of this office for about the first two years. Really? So, it was more, so it's like, my goodness, throwback. It's, it's, we all go full circle. And it's all part of the Beacon uh, Orthopedic sports medicine it is it's and one of our, it's one of our satellite offices yes you're actually one of the founding this beacon sports i, uh, I am orthopedics. you know that's good and it's bad ed it's good to the standpoint you get a little bit of gray hairs you've been around a little bit i'm proud of where beacon has gone is how we've grown how mm-hmm. you look at it and you say wow i've been in this 30 years and you look at it and there were athletes i took care of literally when they were in grade school and high school who are now my partners so it's like you 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 see life go full circle yeah. But it's been it's been a blessing, and I thoroughly enjoy it, and um, you know have a lot to be thankful for. Doc, a few years ago, I had a a problem with my meniscus. I came in to uh, see you, and at Beacon, uh, it was the other office out on the uh, western side of Cincinnati, Ohio. Went in, and you guys analyzed it and sized it up, and the next thing you know, I'm in surgery. And I'll tell you what, uh, I mean. I just feel it feels as good as new. Well, I you mean, don't say you're a good patient. You don't stay that you're fit. You don't stay down very long and you're motivated to get well in a hurry, Ed. Yeah, I guess I, I follow the, the rules of uh, Dr. Ted Lamarnitas, who established athletic strength and power. And mm-hmm. he keeps us on the go and keeps me on the go and uh, do a lot of cool stuff. But uh, that physical therapy recovery and post-surgery work that you guys do with your program, like I know it was like Melissa Consus out west. Yep. You guys put a lot into that. That's where your recovery happens. It, it really is. And again, when we talk, first of all, Melissa is a pro. She's been at it as long as I have. Melissa played three sports in high school. She's in Buddy LaRosa's Hall of Fame. She was a collegiate volleyball player at Temple University. And Melissa gets it. You know, she's been there as an athlete. She's uh, now, you know, taking care of her kids, the next generation, as I have come through. And, you know, what I tell someone, if they hurt their knee, for example, there's no joint that's more dependent upon the muscles than is the knee. And if somebody has problems with the knee, it's impossible to get well and be able to do the kind of things that we want to do on the knee, especially somebody's in high demand activities or even activities of daily living without building back your muscles. And so that's a vital part of returning to healthy, active lifestyle and sports. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, thinking about my particular surgery, uh, a meniscus, you, you clipped out. I don't know how, what your terminology is and everything, but you took a little bit of it out. Um, that's not going to regenerate, right? What you- no, it won't. And, and to be truthful with you, Ed, we'd like to preserve as much meniscus as possible. The meniscus is Mother Nature's cushion 
or the shock absorber for the knee that helps to distribute the stress of weight bearing. And we will remove a meniscus if the meniscus is mechanically hanging up, if it's catching, if it's restricting motion, if it's causing significant pain or troubles. Not every torn meniscus needs to be repaired. And sometimes you or I, if we got an MRI of our knees right now, we might have some low-grade, call it degenerative wear and tear of the meniscus. But if it's not mechanically hanging up, in most instances, either not going to give us symptoms or would get better with non-operative treatment. Again, there are situations if we have an acute fresh tear of the meniscus, which we'll often see in a younger athlete in association with an ACL tear, we will try to fix that meniscus if it's torn in an area that has healing potential. In general, the more chronic tears, the more cumulative tears are the ones we trim out. But, but when we do that, patients, for the most part, they're going to be better. But it may or may not, depending upon the circumstances, depend upon an individual's knee, they may or may not have some limitations in what they can do long term. Doc, one of your, one of your uh, loves are uh, taking care of you know, athletes and getting them back onto the field. You know, kind of remind us, you were an athlete yourself. You played at Notre Dame and uh, played in some huge games, uh, even a national championship, I that believe. Was. That was. You know what? That was a long time ago. That was, that was a long time ago and still have many fond memories. And one of the things you do is you look back and say, my goodness, we had a 40-year uh, national championship reunion three years ago, and that's hard to believe. And, you know, you look at it and you say, my goodness, the guys that I played with who – you know, when, when we were 18 to 21, 22 years old, we're all 60 to 65 right now. So it changed. So it gives you a little bit of perspective. It gives you long-term perspective on things. But also, one of the things that stays with you is the value of sports. You know, and, and, and how much it's, it's, you know, sports aren't the most important thing in life, but they're one of the greatest classrooms that you got for opportunities for uh, young people to experience success and also to learn to deal with failure and to work hard for goal and teamwork. And so I, I, I feel greatly blessed to just cherish my experience at Notre Dame. And I'm also proud of the fact that all four of my sons played, were fortunate to play high school as well as college sports. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I, I think it was your oldest son, was it Bobby, that went to Notre Dame also? That's correct. Bobby, proud of him. He actually had gone to University of Dayton and then transferred to Notre Dame, was a walk-on, was on scholarship two years, and actually started at fullback. And uh, he worked hard. And, you know, the important thing for me isn't just the, the success of what you did or didn't do, but it's what you learned through the process. And I think those are things that really stay with somebody long-term. Yeah, we know him well and uh, know about his training and the uh – the desire and the effort that he put into it. And, uh, well, he was proud that he had one of the records at ASAP that for a long time pushing the sled that yeah. his brothers and a lot of other people couldn't couldn't beat. I, I don't saw know him if do he still some, got that record or not. He but. did some brutal things in there, and he was like a, a crazed man as soon as he walked in the door, uh, as well as uh, we know a lot about Joe Berger. And uh, uh, some people you know, know him as Joey Berger out of LaSalle High also, and uh, he went on to Ohio State. He did. I'm, and again, pr I'm, I'm proud of all four of my sons. Uh, I say I have two football players and two smart ones because the one, <laughs> the oldest and the youngest played college football. The two middle ones are college golfers. Yeah. And you can, you can't, you don't want to put a helmet on at age 30 or 40 very often. You might want to sometimes, but uh, it's not, not your best interest to. However, uh, you can swing a golf club. And so those are, those are probably my smart sons. But Joe, 
really proud of him as he had uh, gone to LaSalle. He had uh, played football, also was on a state championship basketball team, and he uh, chose to, he had scholarship offers, but chose to go to Ohio State as a preferred walk-on, and he lettered for, he uh, started as his senior year against the Okay, sorry for the interruption. Uh, part two with Dr. Robert Berger, the orthopedic surgeon from Beacon, is uh, going to be back with us in a few seconds. Uh, we had a technical glitch that happened, and I'm not pleased. But anyway, it gives me a quick minute to tell you about uh, the Bill Jacobs Power Company. Uh, Bill has been in the business for over, like, well, close to 20 years, and then he's got uh, everything for your weight room. He can help you build it from the bottom up. He's got everything you need for your facility. He's got uh, flooring. He's got foam rollers. He's got the med balls. He's got TRX. He's got bumper plates and bars. He's basically got it all. And did I say anything about the bands that he has? He has every band that you possibly need. He's got the tiny ones, the micro mini bands, and he's got them all the way up to the big thickest bands you've ever seen, the ones that go on the big leg presses and everything. Anyway, give Bill a call. He's at 513-277-1938. And you can also catch him, of course, at his website, coachbilljacobs.com. Dr. Berger, if you could tell us a little bit about, we're seeing a lot with the, the way athletes develop and uh, with the flexibility of the joint, if you can explain a little bit about that. And what we're seeing now is a lot of the yoga-type principles and, and stretching and mobility put into serious games like, you know, football and basketball and golf and everything. And it's just, uh, it's kind of really taken off. It really has. And one of the things that I've appreciate over the years is how important it is for an athlete if we're looking at an athlete say with an injured knee or ankle or shoulder it's getting that athlete back to play isn't just a matter of rehab the knee rehab the shoulder it's rehab the athlete and the athlete comprehensively if you're looking at a thrower if they've got weakness of their core muscles, if they got weakness of the shoulder blade muscles, if they lack flexibility, they're going to have troubles when they throw. And coming off of this COVID, where a lot of kids were shut down, they weren't playing, and all of a sudden, boom, some of these uh, baseball teams started up, and kids went from zero to 70 in a hurry throwing. We saw a big peak in uh, young athletes with elbow and shoulder problems because they really didn't have that time to ramp up. And unfortunately, a lot of instances really didn't either have the, the guidance or the direction to really work on their core, their flexibility, their strength. When we look at the lower extremity, what I'm continuing impressed with is how important it is for your hips. You know, we have, we talk about core stability, core flexibility and strength. If an athlete is weak at the hips, if they got poor landing mechanics, they're gonna be at a significantly increased risk for tearing their ACL. They're going to be at an increased risk for recurrent if it's the pulled hamstring, if it's the Achilles tendonitis, even the stress fractures that you see in the legs, that if you're weak on your core muscles, if you lack that flexibility and proper balance, you're a setup for injury, and you're not going to perform as well either. Dr. Berger, you've seen uh, the labrum in a lot of different ways than what we see on muscle charts and skeletal charts and things like that. Can you explain the labrum and how it's, how intricate it is? I, I'd be happy to, Ed. If you think of the labrum, if we think of the shoulder as a ball and socket, and probably a good analogy for a shoulder joint would be a golf ball sitting on the tee. 
The golf ball is a lot bigger than the tee. The labrum is the rim or the collar of cartilage. Think of it as the curb or the bumper that holds the ball in place. And we can see damage in the labrum in an acute single event injury. If say you got a football player makes a tackle and the shoulder dislocates as the ball shifts out of the socket, one can have detachment or tearing of the labrum, sometimes with associated bone injury of the socket. But the problem is if that labrum tears, the labrum, if it detaches from the bony socket, it heals very poorly. And most typically to allow someone to return to high level activity, they need to have that labrum repaired back down. We can see another scenario where we have more a uh, cumulative injury to the labrum, such as we might see in a thrower, in an overhead volleyball athlete, in a pitcher, in uh, that type of activity that the cumulative stress, often coupled with uh, tightness, with weakness of the scapular muscles, puts extra stress on the shoulder joint, and that labrum can, in effect, lift or peel off the socket, and that can cause a graduated onset of increased achy pain, stiffness, maybe mechanical popping and catching, and that can cause troubles and sometimes significant disability, particularly for an overhead athlete. And that uh, labrum of the shoulders, all, that's all tied in with the, the rotator cuff system? Yeah, the rotator cuff are the muscles that originate on the shoulder blade and attach onto the ball and control it. And the rotating muscles, rotator cuff muscles provide the dynamic stability to the shoulder to hold the ball in place. The labrum is the bumper or the curb. And again, if we take that analogy of the golf ball sitting on the tee, if you put a golf ball on a tee, it's going to stay there. But if you've got a chipped tee, it doesn't take much of a chip in the tee for the golf ball to fall off. And that's where when the, when the bony socket is worn down or that labrum is detached, you have much more, much greater risk of instability of that ball inside the socket. Okay, so uh, shoulder-wise, the next time I'm at the ASAP Athletic Strength and Power facility there, uh, you want me to really hit that rotator you cuff pretty good. The, and your shoulder blade muscles. And the shoulder blade muscles equally so. And Doug is, Doug is good at that. And you work on your scap, your strengthening exercises, again, to have really good balance and structural stability. A lot of times when someone comes in and they've got, quote, weakness of the rotator cuff, the rotator cuff might be a component of the problem. But if they've got uh, capsular tightness, they've got uh, tightness, inflammation in the back of the shoulder, they've got weakness of those shoulder blade muscles, they are going to be much more predisposed to having problems with the rotator cuff. Dr. Robert Berger, thanks for joining us today on our ASAP podcast, brought to you by the Bill Jacobs Power Company and by the antimicrobial strength training equipment by Black Iron Strength. And thanks for joining us again. Ed, my pleasure. Happy to be with you.